0: Welcome to the first bonus episode of Outsiders. My name is Julia Curtis-Burns, and I'm your host. And today I wanted to do something a little bit different. If you've been listening to Outsiders, and I know that you have, you'll know that generally I interview an amazing person about their life, um, their journey, and the things that they've learned along the way. When I first started Outsiders, I really wanted to create a forum and a positive space for women, especially for queer women and women of color, to find find interesting and inspiring things to listen to. Um, But on today's episode, I really would like to be solo and talk about the idea of a breakthrough because last night I had my own breakthrough. I am currently 30 years old um, and this year has been full of changes for me. Many of you know um, that I started my own business, it's called Initiative Space in 2014 Uh, And I hosted networking events for Queer Women and Women Friends. And I love that. That was amazing. But this year, I've really been drawn to doing podcasts because I enjoy connecting with other people and being able to put those amazing conversations into a document that can be saved, that can be listened to forever. (laughs) <laughs> so last night, I was talking to my partner, and um, we're in the process of moving, and all my life as a child, as a 20-something-year-old, as a teen, I filled my life with stuff right? So, like, I had lots of toys, lots of stuff to animals, lots of what you name it. And I also was an animal lover. I had hamsters, I had cats, I had dogs. Um, so my room as a child was always full of stuff, like, lots of stuff. But I didn't realize that there were other things behind all of that stuff. So a lot of people um, may have issues with being neat or keeping a tidy house. And for me, that's actually been a really big struggle. Not because like I don't want to have a nice house, but more because I never learned how to let things go and part with belongings and so last night I was thinking about this as you know as you prepare for moving you you have to throw things out and i also this week uh, gave my cats to a wonderful family Um, my cats who I had for eight years (laughs) so it's a little tough but I hold on to things, and I was trying to figure out, like, why is it so hard for me to let go of things? Like, what is it that I have in terms of my connection to stuff? And I realized that when I was growing up, I was an only child, um, and I was part of a single family household, meaning I saw my dad um, throughout my life. He was there in and out. Um, But my mom raised me and my mom was the one who I lived with my whole life. She was my rock. She was my foundation. But my mom also was a full-time, you know, working mom. So a lot of my um, time outside of school was spent alone at home, which, um, which I got used to. But I realized last night that as a child, I held on to things because it helped me to cope with sort of being an only child, um, not having any cousins growing up. And then on my dad's side, I had lots of siblings, but I'm the youngest, so um and they all come from you know how it is you know how it is they all come from different moms um but when you're you're a little kid and you spend the majority of your time alone and you don't really have any cousins and you don't really have any siblings um You figure out ways to cope with that. And for me, it was holding on to things like, you know, having lots of books or having lots of toys or having lots of pets. And so now, my 30 year old self, as I'm cleaning things and I'm figuring out, you know, why I am holding on to this thing that I've had that I don't even use. I realize that I'm I'm holding on to things because I'm scared of letting go of them. And I'm scared of letting go of them because if I let go of all the stuff, then it's just me. And so that was something last night that really struck me and it made me go back you know, in terms of thinking about what that meant for me as an only child. One of the things that um, really stuck out to me as a child was I was raised by my mom. And being raised by my mom, my mom is um, very light-skinned. Everyone on my mom's side of the family is very light-skinned because we know African-American history is such that a lot of times, slave masters had their way. Not a lot of times, all the time. Slave masters had their way with um, their slaves. And there was a lot of, you know, racial mixing. And so my mom's side of the family was very light, could pass for white. And so when I was born and my mom told me that my grandmother held me. And she said she'd never held a baby this dark before. And that's, that's always stuck with me because growing up, I used to say I was like a black bean and chickpeas because all of my cousins, you know, my mom's cousins, so they were my mom's age. Um, and all of the people really on my mom's side of the family were light skin and I was this chocolatey brown, you know, beautiful child. But I was looking for myself in the faces of my family and I couldn't find myself. Um, so I think that that's important to know. And I would love to hear about your experiences with letting go of things with um, feeling like you're the only one. And I noticed that this is a theme throughout my life. The reason that this podcast is called Outside Hers is because it's a play on words, obviously, but it's also about feeling sort of like you're an outsider, right? especially for women, especially for queer women, especially for women of color, right? Walking the world and kind of being one and trying to find your place in in a world that's full of people, but sort of trying to find your face, trying to find, you know, the way that you present, trying to relate to other people and feeling like you're the only one. And growing up, I was a big tomboy, and I often felt like I was the only one. I often felt like there were no other girls who were like me, and being gay wasn't something that I could be because I didn't realize that it actually existed. I thought that was something that I individually struggled with. So... I feel really, really powerful in realizing all of this, realizing my connection with stuff, realizing that, you know, hoarding things or or, or, or making polite piles of things, you know, we could call it that, um, is often connected to your past. And it's often connected to filling your life up with stuff in order to avoid dealing with Dealing with the emptiness you may feel or dealing with the fear of feeling alone. And that was a really real feel, fear for me. And though I had friends, um, many of them had siblings that they always hung out with or cousins, etc. cetera. And me, I didn't. Um, so I was always looking for that connection. And I think that's part of the reason for me I'm an animal lover at heart but I also relate to and connect to animals because I've always grown up with them and I've always had pets and there's a mutual feeling of I can care for this dog and this dog can be here for me as well. So I hope that there are some of you out there that really feel this and are touched by this and um, that it resonates with you. And I just want to... Also, send out positive vibes because if you are going through something right now, you're not sure what to do, you're not sure which direction to take, all the answers that you need, all of the things that you need are inside of you. And it's really about you reaching deep inside of yourself and realizing what you really want. And it's painful sometimes to go through that and kind of shed the layers of all the things that you, that you kind of escape from or may not want to think about. But we are such powerful individuals. We as individuals have so much strength and have the ability to accomplish anything. But it's really about realizing that for ourselves first other people might say like oh you're so this you're so that you have all of these amazing skills which is great but it's not until we realize those strengths and we accept those strengths and we accept that power that we're really able able to to accomplish the things that we'd like to accomplish to take advantage of the skills that we have to to accomplish those passion projects that we've been working on. So whatever it is that's kind of maybe holding you back or that is getting in the way of the stuff that you really want to accomplish, write that out. Speak that out loud. Release that to the universe. I've been reading a lot of amazing books lately. Many of them have been recommended by um, people on podcasts that I've had um, interviews with, um, friends, my partner. One of the books that I just finished reading um, is The Alchemist. If you have not read The Alchemist, you need to read The Alchemist. It is such an amazing story, and it will teach you so many life lessons that you will want to return to this book over and over again. So check out The Alchemist when you can. Another book that I really recommend is The Secret. And I know that's no secret. I mean, I know a lot of people have read The Secret already and great, but it has changed my life. I really enjoyed it. Um, And previously, it was really hard for me to get into reading books period I mean like I have my master's degree I have my um undergraduate degree where I had to do a lot of reading but reading for pleasure and reading on my own was something that I really was not into and you know my mom as a child she used to be like Julia you need to read more and um I used to feel bad about it like I used to feel like oh my gosh I should read more like what's the problem and um I realize now that I just have like a really creative mind and it's hard for me to, <laughs> sounds kind of conceited, but it's hard for me to um, get into something because sometimes my mind is all over the place. And, but I found that the genre that I'm really interested in are these inspiring, encouraging, empowering sort of self-help, personal development, professional development books. Um, So The Secret, The Alchemist, and currently I am reading um, a book by Deepak Chopra, which I love, and it's called The Path to Love. And it's, it's amazing. So if you haven't read Deepak Chopra, if you haven't read The Alchemist, if you haven't read The Secret, Check it out. You will be inspired by all of them. Um, another thing I wanted to mention in terms of my breakthrough last night was as you become an adult. Right? And I don't know exactly when adulthood happens because, yes, they say that adulthood happens like when you're 18. People say, like, you know, your parents start to say you're old enough to live on your own. I don't know. When I was 18, I was all over the place. But luckily, I was in college. Um, I was privileged enough to be able to have that experience. That is a privilege. Um, But for me, I think adulthood where I seriously started to think about my life independently was this year, you know, um, and turning 29 to 30, and now my birthday is coming up, and I'm turning 31, oh my God. Um, But in terms of thinking about my 20s, have you ever heard of this term, Saturn Returns? So for many women, especially, there is something that happens in your twenties, your late twenties, around your age of twenty-seven, where you start to feel sort of this change within you, this passion, this this drive, this shift, this environmental—I mean, this environmental, this universal shift—and um, there's often. That's often when you have a a career shift. That's often when a woman starts her own business. That's often when you realize that maybe there's a, there's a different kind of relationship that you need to be in. Maybe that's the relationship with yourself. But for me, when I was 27 years old, I was... Three years ago I was a teacher and I remember feeling like wow I'm not happy but at the same time I was making my family and my parents really happy because I you know I had fulfilled all of the things that I was expected of And there were lots of expectations um, as I was growing up. Beautiful, awesome, amazing expectations. I was expected to, you know, there was never a question like, would you like to go to college? It was, when you go to college. And, you know, parents, those who have young children, I think it's vital to tell your children things like that when you go to college because it will already be instilled in their minds. And so it was never a question for me what I was striving for as a young person, as a child. It was always, I'm striving for college, and then in college, I'm striving for grad school. So when I got to college, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I was really interested in environmental studies and environmental justice, and I was working with the community In in Boston, where I was going to school. And uh, I really enjoyed working with youth. And one of my professors one day said, what are you going to do with your life? I was like a junior. And I was like, I I mean, I'm going to work in the community, I guess, and keep doing what I've been doing. And she said, you should be a teacher. And I said, oh, never thought about that. You know, and so... She nominated me for a fellowship to get more teachers of color into the New York City public school system. And, you know, I got, I got the fellowship because I'm fly. <laughs> and I immediately enrolled after, um, you know, going through a summer program with that fellowship. I was required to apply for graduate school and I got accepted to Brown, and I—I um, I was in that program. And I literally remember the day of my college graduation, packing up all of this stuff from my dorm room into this van, not even having enough time to sort of sort through this stuff, just kind of. Grabbing garbage bags full of stuff and, you know, packing it into a van with my dad and my mom. And um, going from college graduation to my dorm room uh, for graduate school it was like actually an apartment. And it was sort of like this reflection of my childhood in filling up my life even though I'm going from one place to another, I'm still carrying all of this stuff with me to this new place, right? And because I was dealing with the move and thinking about my new adjustment, my new world, my new grad school experience, and just literally putting all this stuff into the new apartment, I wasn't able to really sit down and process, wait a minute, is this something that I really want to do? Is this something that I, I'm going to love? And it's really important not only for us to think about practicality, right, financially. Practicality, because that's reality. You have to pay your bills. You have to pay your rent. You have to be able to survive. And so jobs and money is essential right? But thinking about how you make that money and how you spend your time, because you're essentially in work like 80 hours a week, I mean, 40 hours a week, but some people 80 hours a week, especially for teachers, you're always working, you're always grading after school on the weekends. Um, was this something I really wanted to do? Was this somewhere I could really be myself? And so I didn't think about that. You know, I went through grad school and I kind of felt like this is not really what I want to do, but this is more what I have to do because this is what is expected of me. And so I went through my grad school program. It was a year long and I moved back to New York City and I started, you know, literally one month later, started teaching um, in a high school and it was beautiful in terms of all the things that my students taught me. And I will never forget those lessons. Um, But the focus was more on them and not on my personal journey. And um, I was really unhappy for a really long time. And I would cry before going to work. And, My partner at that time, this was a while ago, um, would say, you know, you shouldn't be crying every day to go to work. And I had all of this anxiety. And I realized now that that was my body reacting to something that really wasn't a good fit for me. And so when I was 27 years old, I finally stopped trying to seek the approval of others especially you know seeking the approval of others meaning like I stopped trying to please my family and I started to let go of all of this stuff I was holding on to and realize that I had never really lifted up my head from going from kindergarten well preschool to graduate school being in school all of that time I never really lifted up my head and saying and said to myself Julia what is it that you really want what is it that you really want to accomplish and that was the first time that I started to think about my own skills and I started to read books about my own professional development because often that's something that we don't get asked. It's more about practicality. It's more about what good grades, which topics you, uh, which classes, which subjects you, you do well in, which, which major is most profitable. But we don't think about the fact that all of that profit, all of that money that we're able to make, which is important, it's not going to fulfill anything inside of us if it's not really the right fit. So I started to read all these books about, um, like, the rules of work, which is an awesome book, Um, and different books about women being bosses. And I started to assess what I wanted to do. And my spirit, like, there's some career tests that you can take. Um, And my spirit and my sort of the things that I was passionate about I'm an only child, <laughs> so I like to be independent. And that's something I've always liked to do. And that's when I started to think, oh, my calling is in entrepreneurship. And my calling is in being able to make connections um, and helping other people to connect. Right. So the essence of teaching for me, it was really about being able to plan, being able to help students to connect to each other, being able to help students connect to the world. And while the classroom wasn't exactly the right uh, medium for me to use my skills, I learned that everything in your life happens for a reason. Everything that I learned as a teacher that wasn't the right fit for me really helped me when I started my own business and helped me to think through carefully how to reach different audiences and how to be able to make everyone, no matter what environment they came from, feel included. So around 27 years old, I remember calling my mom and saying, mom, I'm not going to teach anymore. And I remember her being like, what, this is a steady job. And from her perspective, right, this is a steady job. But for me, I had to kind of let that go. Let that stuff go. Let those fears go. Shake that off. and stop worrying. And it was in that moment that I was talking to her on the phone. Stop worrying about what she thought about me. though I love my mom and I always want to make her happy. There was another person I had to make happy, and it was myself. Hello yourself you're the most important person you are the one who you're with every morning when you wake up and every night when you go to sleep and you have to make that ha- that person happy and you have to make that soul fulfilled. That is why we are here. We are, we are here because we are on a path we're on a journey. we have a purpose. but a lot of us go through life never even considering what our purpose is. So when I was 27 and my Saturn started to return, I needed to figure out what that purpose is. What that purpose was at that point. And so I started my own business and it was amazing and it is amazing. Um, but in January of 2015, 2016, so this past January, um, almost six months ago, can you believe that? It's May 13th today. Um, I felt this other calling. I felt this other calling um, for doing a podcast and talking about my life and sharing that um, with the desire to inspire and empower others. And so I took that path, and here I am today. And learning to let go again was tough. Because I often associated who I was with what I do. But a lot of times what I was doing was not necessarily who I was. Right? So it's really important when you're thinking about your career path to think about the things that make you passionate because those things are the things that you should pursue. And... Last week's episode of Outsiders, um, I was talking to Professor Robin Hayes, and she said something so powerful to me that stuck with me, and she said, you know, one of the things that I tell students is, what is something that you would do if money was not an issue if you won the lottery and you never had to think about money or you won the powerball and you never had, remember when the powerball was like so much money because like people hadn't won in a month but anyway if you won that amount of money what would you do if you could spend your time doing things you love what is it that your heart would want to do of course you want to go to the beach and be, be lying out and having such a great time. Yes. But in terms of things that you want to accomplish, what are those things that you want to accomplish? Because that is what you should be doing. So I have always wanted to work as a bartender. I've always wanted to work in the restaurant industry. I've always had this curiosity about it. But I was always too scared to to do that kind of work because I was afraid of what my parents would think about me. I was afraid of what my friends at the time would think about me. But I'm happy to announce that about two months ago, I walked into a restaurant that I had been passing by a lot. I introduced myself. I talked about my skills as uh, someone who had my own business and, and hosted events. And you know that saying that like a lot of people, we, we wait and we pray and we ask God to deliver us from things. But I was watching something by Oprah recently and she said, sometimes God is waiting on you, right? Sometimes the universe is waiting on you to take that first step. And once you take that first step, everything fits into place. Once you let go of that fear, so much opens up for you. So much power is released in letting go of that fear, letting go of that stuff that holds us down. Being, as Erica Vadu says, being bag ladies, right? We carry around so much weight emotional weight. But once we let that go, once we shed that, so many amazing things can come in, can pour in. It's beautiful. So now I am doing things that I love. I'm working as a bartender and a server. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So And it gives me time to work on my podcast, which I love. And it gives me time to have fresh ideas and think about what I want to do next. This life is a beautiful life. This life is full of endless possibilities. Find out what your endless possibilities are. Find out what lights your heart up. Find out what stimulates your mind and your curiosity. Find out what makes you smile and what makes you feel empowered when it's just you walking through the world. Because that is what you should be doing. That is the breakthrough that you need to make. And that is the amazing, beautiful, incredible journey and purpose that we are on. That we are seeking that we are that we are learning about in terms of our paths and that we're getting closer to every single day. I'm going to leave you with this quote Um, That's at the beginning of The Path to Love, and it's by an amazing, amazing, amazing poet, Rumi. Everything in the universe is within you. Ask all from yourself. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you so much for everyone, everyone who has been listening to this podcast. If you have any comments, if you have any topics that you'd like to talk about, I am all ears. I love to hear from all of you. I love to hear how you're doing. Um, Please, you can send me a message on SoundCloud. You can write a comment in the comment section, but I'm here to inspire, to empower, to encourage. And you are beautiful. You are blessed. You have so much incredible energy inside of you to do so many powerful things. Embrace it. Run with it. Go for it. And have An amazing, amazing day. I'll be back next week with another episode. And I look forward to checking in with you all then. Bye.